I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. Hello, Dawn. Hello, Tracy. How are you? I'm good and I'm really excited today because we normally do this via Zoom and we're actually sat in the same room today. So that's really, really nice. <laughs> yeah, we are sat in the same room in person and it's brilliant. So Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's been three or four weeks. Oh. Yeah, and uh, Christmas is over. We're back on it. Um, and I think that this is a really interesting thing to bring up goals. Yes, but there's a bit of a twist to the tale today. Yes. We're going to do a little bit of stuff that helps you stop and change the way you think. Of course, we, we love doing that. Yeah, and we've got loads of these coming up over the year. We're going to be bringing you little thought-provoking suggestions, items, topics that are all designed around changing the way you think. So the one today is all about goals. So I I don't know if you're listening and you're anything like us, New Year's, you might have set yourself some resolutions. Did you set any resolutions, Dawn? I don't do resolutions because I know I've got absolutely no self-discipline whatsoever. And uh, so, no, it's almost hilarious at the thought of me setting a New Year's resolution. However... Uh, you and I both do this from a business point of view. I am very uh, strategy driven in terms of direction. So we both do this in our businesses and we've done it together. And and so I know that we both operate that way. And it's a marvellous gift where you take some time at the end of the year to, uh, I'm not going to call it goal set because that's not what we do particularly, but try and design the direction in which we want us our businesses to go over the next 12 months and from that you can break that down into quarterly and monthly and certainly with my community and I think you probably do it too Tracy what I encourage with my community who 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 do this with me um I also encourage them to do that on the personal side as well so what do you want 2023 to look like uh, both financially, business-wise, if you've got a business, career-wise, if you've got a career, and also personally. Um, and, and let's have a look at that. So it sounds contradictory for me to be dismissive about goals when I actually do try and look for some direction for the next year. What I like to do is go into the new year with an intentional energy I think if you start the year sad and miserable and negative, that's the kind of year you're going to get. Yeah. So for me personally, actually setting a goal isn't necessarily how I operate, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah. And it's it, it's funny. I love that word direction because, you know, if you think about sports where goals is a common word, yeah, Um. You know, in golf, you'll you'll put the ball in the hole. In football, you score a goal. In rugby, it's a try. It's all about that one moment, getting that ball in the net, yeah? But the amount of practice, strategy, planning, direction, the amount that goes in to any of those sports people achieving that end result of a goal is so much more than the goal itself. And I think that's what we sometimes forget. So I love the word direction 
Because I always believe, you know, just like dogs are for life, not for Christmas, resolutions are for life, not just for New Year, okay? So if you set a direction and say, this is where I want to be aiming, this is where I want to take myself for the coming year, for the next five years, whatever, you are giving yourself a guidance that isn't just focused on that end goal, but it's focused on the things you need to do to stand a better chance of achieving that end goal. Yeah. So I love that word direction. And I think I think it's it's fascinating. And we all know that this happens. We've all done it. We've all seen it. We've all seen other people do it. We 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 observe somebody or ourselves setting an end goal like a dog to a bone be very focused on achieving it because that's where our focus is we achieve the end goal and there's absolutely no satisfaction no and then it's on to the next and then on to the next and what would be good to strip back for today is to let's for a moment park the end goal and strip it back a bit and talk about the journey towards the journey that you make towards that goal yeah you know let's just take a step back for a minute and and look at what we go through whilst we're looking to achieve that goal yeah I mean there's lots of examples isn't there people that aim for something they get there and they go fuck I don't like this now I've got it but I don't like it it's not what I thought it was going to be and I think there's many reasons for that One is when people are setting goals, they're often what do I want kind of goals. How many of you set a goal that is about who do I want to be? Yeah. And I think that's where the magic is. I think what we do is we become so end goal focused. We're not present throughout the journey of achieving that. And that the end goal the end goal is marvellous. I don't know. I want to buy a fancy pants car or I want to earn an extra hundred grand or whatever it is. Who cares? But it, they, invariably they are external things. And we're so focused on that external thing. And by the way, I do love a nice car and I do love an extra hundred grand. Please go for who, that. Who doesn't? Yeah, nobody's saying don't do that. The magic, I think, is in in not what do I need to do to do that? Who do I need to be? to be that version of myself and then to be present throughout the journey as to how you're growing and evolving to be able to develop yourself, to get to the point that you're achieving that end goal. And I think so many people don't pay attention to that, that side of it. So therefore when they achieve the goal, they're not satisfied and they're not fulfilled. And I love what, when we were talking about this earlier, you brought up, something vital that right now I will base the direction that I want to go in to achieve X end goal based on my emotional state now, how happy I am, how sad I am, how fulfilled I am, how whatever. But that evolves too. Therefore, when I get that car, business, money, whatever it is, actually, I've changed throughout that process. So therefore, when I get that goal, I'm in a different state again. So of course it doesn't satisfy me because in growing to achieve that goal, you your emotions change as well. Yeah. And I love I love to analogize this because you know me, Dawn, I love putting analogy to everything. 
I love to analogise this with your typical car journey. Yeah, because if you think about it, with the modern sat-nav or GPS, as um, some of our non-English friends call it, you set your destination. So maybe you're going to the beach, I don't know, in California. So you set your destination, the sat-nav picks a route. If there's a route roadblock along the way, it'll suggest a different journey so you might want to turn left over there you might decide you want to take the coast road not the highway or the motorway so the sat nav needs to know where you are to actually get you to where you want to be so i'd also say well you know if, if that's how a car has to make a journey using gps do you know where you are right now and as it is it coming from who you are who you are and where you are as a whole and not just the fact that it's New Year's friggin' Eve, you've had a couple of glasses of champagne, if you drink alcohol, you're out partying, so you make a snap decision that's based on a snap moment. So then you set off on this journey, you get to the beach, you've had a few roadblocks along the way, that might have frustrated you, you've got hot and bothered, you've been in the car far too long, you're now getting bored, fed up, disappointed, but then you get to the beach. The problem is along the way, you've changed, and it's a case of, well, this is great. California's lovely, but can, now can we go to Thailand, please? And that's what happens in life. You set the outcome of where you believe you want to be based on where you are in that one moment. And you're so focused sometimes on where you are getting to that end destination that you get there. And along the way, you might become frustrated, angry, disappointed because you are working, 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 working to get there you're not actually fulfilled because you're not doing the things you want. You're just doing the things you think you should to get to that end goal. And you get to the end goal and it's it's not the climax that you thought it would be. And you've changed along the way. So you get there. So you think, okay, you know, I thought I wanted, I don't know, to have four holidays a year or to retire early and have all the passive income I needed to do that. But now I'm here, I'm bored because I'm not doing anything. And actually what fulfills me is helping other people. So you set yourself a new destination and along you go. And I think we spend so much of our time focused on where we're going that we forget to embrace and celebrate who we are becoming as we go along that journey. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And and I think you've hit on on the starting point for me. So a couple of points on what you've just you've just expressed I don't think it's a shock why let's take money driven people because it's a good example why do you think when somebody becomes a millionaire at 30 it's not enough then they want 5 million then they want 10 million then they want 20 million then they want a billion and so you might very quickly go oh, they're just greedy no 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 they're not they've got hooked into chasing that next external and somewhere along the line they will be measuring that external validation as some type of credibility for who they are as a person and they're never satisfied and then something happens and somebody who looks like they've got the best life in the world because they've got all of these material external things they kill themselves or they're depressed and you know nobody understands why and I think it's because they haven't started with the very first question which is where am I now and who am I now so if you were to set a goal let's say I want a million pounds in the bank. The first question I have to ask myself actually is why? What, why do I want a million pounds? Is it for external validation or 
is it because I want, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting a million quid. I'm just using that as an example. And who am I now? And where am I now? Um, and I think if you don't ask those initial questions and you haven't got some clarity around that, you will forever be dissatisfied regardless of that end goal. The other thing that I think is a marvellous thing that you picked out about knowing where you are now. So, for example, I need to lose some belly fat. I've got no self-discipline and I hate exercise. I can sit here. You sound like me. There, yeah, there you go. I love it when you say the only problem with going to the gym is going to, going the, gym. to the gym. Yeah, because yeah. that is the only problem. So I'm a typical example of somebody who's going, it's New Year, I need to lose some belly fat and I'm, gonna, I'm going to do that by March. I absolutely am not. I'm not. Why, I can, Why, don't? Why because don't, I don't? Because because I don't actually like doing it. <laughs> so so I need to be realistic about who I am and where I am. And instead of me just saying, oh, oh, I've got to lose a stone around my belly and my belly's bigger than my bottom and it needs addressing. Maybe actually we need to say, well, why do you need to lose the belly fat? Well, actually, viscerally, health-wise, I'm 55, blah, blah, blah. There might be some more important, there might be some more important leverage sentences to motivate me to deal with that other than the, that external uh, validation of what I look like externally, maybe, maybe if, but so the combination of knowing who I am right now, where I am and why I want to lose the belly fat or earn a million quid, it doesn't matter which one it is, maybe ask those questions first. And then we need to understand the psychology behind that. If you need the leverage, the right leverage to do it. If a doctor said to me now, if you don't lose that stone around you from your body fat you're going to die in three weeks I will do something about it's leverage yeah um and then it's about who do I need to be in order to do that what I need to be I need to love myself enough or I need to be disciplined enough to earn that million quid or I need to be the person that whatever your goal is but I think what we do is we make the mistake of being so end goal focused, we miss the journey. And the bit that is the most profound thing that you'd said earlier is there is no such thing as the final, the only final destination is death. Yep. So if we were to address our goal setting as it not being an end goal, because there's no such bloody thing, and step into an energy of who do I fancy being? So I fancy a million pounds, but the person that I fancy being is not an external millionaire. So I can say oh, I'm a millionaire. It's somebody who is clever and decisive and giving and I can achieve this and then I can afford myself more freedom and I don't know whatever it is and that's another fallacy actually we set end goals based on bullshit I don't know a single but I don't know a single multimillionaire who sits on the beach and spe and spends all their time with their kids and family in freedom people who earn that sort of money are absolute workaholics and have a very high chance of a heart attack very young. Yeah. Um, in the same way as people who are demonic about 
how they look, their psychology is very unhealthy often. They don't love themselves enough. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm not dis, I'm not saying be fat, by the way, <laughs> or be unhealthy, but don't look at everything through rose tinted glasses. glasses. And if we can, if we can shift the focus from the end goal being the final destination, because there's no such thing, if we can shift the focus from that into having an absolute delightful time evolving as human beings with purpose and being playful about it and curious about who we can become along the journey of looking for different goals. I think that's where the sweet spot is. Yeah, and I think we grow and we do that. But it's quite interesting. You know, I think for many of us, we're chasing happiness. So we set a goal because it's like, well, when I get that, I'll be happy. And you get there and it's not quite what you thought. So you set another one. When I get there, I'll be happy. So I think we are with, when we focus on end goals, I believe it's part of the ritual of chasing happiness. And sometimes when we look at where we are and set ourselves a purpose instead, whether it's a purpose for the life or whether it's purpose for this year, it's a purpose for this week, you set that purpose. You're not chasing anything you're now aspiring to be whatever that purpose is. And it's it, it's quite interesting because when you think about the million pound, and, and many people do it, they'll set a goal that is, I want to earn 10,000 a month, 5,000 a month, 20,000 a month. I just go, bullshit, utter bullshit. Because nobody is going to be happy by having a million pounds. Now, money enables us to do the things that we would be happy with and don't get me wrong I'm say I'm not saying money isn't important because it enables us to do a lot of the things we want to but if one of your results that you've got down is to be earning £10,000 a month then just sit back and ask yourself what is that £10,000 a month for because I'm sure it's not to sit in the fecking bank the interest rate shit <laughs> So ask yourselves, what's that 10,000 for? Is it because you think 10,000 a pound a month is going to allow you to get a house in the country, have four holidays a year, get your daughter a, a pony, get your son his own football field, whatever it is, ask yourself, why do you want that 10,000? Just like you said, because often the things that you want the money for are the things that you're striving to have because you believe they're the things that will make you happy. Yeah, and and this is is probably quite true. If we if we have an end goal, especially if it's challenging, if we if we have a goal or we have something we want to achieve, and instead of placing a very uh, misplaced focus on that that will bring us happiness, wouldn't it be marvelous to experiment enough for every single morning to say? what will make me happy today so if we say because because that's what we think we think money weight loss I don't know whatever it is a new house whatever it is is going to bring us happiness what if we worked on internal happiness first and two marvelous things happen there the first thing that happens is you're a nicer human being to be around for the rest of the world including the time you spend with yourself the second thing that happens is the energy that you project when you're happy makes achieving whatever goal that you're seeking easier. 
And thirdly, when you achieve that achievement, because the focus on that thing bringing you happiness is not the focus. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter you're you're not going to be you're not going to be disappointed you're actually then going to feel really happy because you've become a really happy person you've achieved a goal and then you'll quite happily then go on to achieve your next goal yeah and and because the focus isn't on that thing externally bringing you the happiness you all you've worked on your own happiness internally first i think it makes you grow as an individual in a way that is truly special in terms of that energy makes people blossom yeah and then interestingly when somebody can really sit down in a chair and know what fulfillment and satisfaction means actually then the things you want to achieve change because you're not seeking external goals and validation and credibility to fill holes within yourself that really is to do with you being happy and those external things are not going to bring you happiness. If they were, then, you know, the lottery winners would buy the things that they've been looking for and be totally happy. And we all know not all of them are. I think I think it's fascinating. It gets on my nerves significantly. When people don't have multi-millions of pounds and then have a lack of appreciate, they, it's like rich people or people who've got uh, people who have achieved a lot let's not put a label on any people who have achieved a lot if they're not happy those of us that have achieved less almost begrudge human beings the right to be unhappy because they've achieved the house the car the money the business the whatever it is the body the wealth the fame and and it's almost like well, you've got everything externally. You've got all this stuff. How dare you not be happy when I'm struggling to pay my electric bill? It's And I think rich and poor, we put so much onus on those external things. And you've hit the nail on the head. If we stripped it right back, people are seeking happiness. Yep. That's what they're seeking. Does it make us feel happy to buy our lottery car or house or earn a lot of money. It only makes you happy if you're already happy. Yeah, because if you're not already happy... It won't make you happy. No, and the the happiness that you may feel because you've won the lottery, you're buying the car you wanted, is only a fleeting moment. It's not necessarily going to stain you for the whole life. And don't get us wrong, guy. You know, when I say money is not, you know, the, the all-important thing... I know if there's people out there struggling to pay their electric bill, like like Dawn's just mentioned, there may be slight anger pains come up in that because, of course, there are certain basic needs in life that we need to serve and we need money to serve them. Um, but at the same time, wherever you are in life, wherever you are today, that's a snapshot. Work a plan, De- you know, determine where you want to be, determine who you need to become to get there and it's not a competition as dawn often tells me and i love it by the way if you're easily offended put your earplugs in now it isn't a dick swinging competition okay this is about you and getting you to where your next point in the journey is wherever your starting point is it doesn't matter 
it, it's growing from where you are now till the next point in the journey. Um, and I just wanted to state that because, you know, you've got people that are financially free. You've got people that are still in a job because they can't afford not to be. Stop looking at the person that is somewhere else. Focus on you and your family because at the end of the day, success is not somewhere you arrive. Success is what you do along the way. And you can be successful even when you've missed the goal. You know, just because, and I use a world, um, just I'm going to use a World Cup analogy now just to keep our male listeners happy. Just because Kane missed the penalty doesn't mean he's not a phenomenal footballer. Okay, that is one thing that didn't happen. Um, one of the basketball players, the, the most successful basketball player, um, I don't know if he still is, and I can't think of his name, but it's irrelevant. because it's a point. Michael might be Michael Jordan. One of the most successful basketball players missed more shots than he got, but he was still the most successful player. How bizarre is that? And it brings me to something I've mentioned before, which is a good old Deepak Chopra. So one of his 21 Days of Abundance program mentions this bizarre comment, set your end result, set your intention, set your, set your aim, your direction, whatever it is you're setting, and then let go of it. Because it's not whether you get that goal or not, it's about what you achieve as you go forward in aiming and trying to get there. Yeah, it's who you become who in the journey. Who you become on the journey. But do you know something? And I'm really glad that, you know, let's let's take a circumstance where you, you really are struggling financially. And I know that this is going to probably make people swear and they won't always get it, but try it. <laughs> um, even if you're on that level of desperation financially, it's it's totally understandable for you to go, I'm broke, I'm really struggling, I can't feed my family, I'm struggling every month to pay my bills. How, how difficult it is then to take a step back and not make money your end focus feels impossible. However, if you were to step back and find some way to accept where you are but be satisfied with what you've got first and and then set your goal to earn more money or get a better job or whatever it is. But it's the energy that you preset beforehand, whether you're rich, poor, healthy, unhealthy, fat, thin, I don't know, whatever your goal is, whatever you need to change in your life. If you can start from a place of satisfaction first, A, you make the journey easier, you just do, <laughs> And you don't set yourself up for failing so much. And even if you succeed, you're happier with your with, with with that success because you've become a different person. If you're able to accept where you are and feel some satisfaction and wholesomeness and fulfillment where you are, no matter how bad it is, if you can do that in adversity, just imagine how happy you'll be when you do get your goal. You will then have fulfilled some yeah. happiness. You won't just be chasing your tail after one goal after another. But the type of person that you become in developing the wisdom of those life tools, let's call them, and that's a game changer. So that then 
when next new year comes around and someone says do you have a re- you know new year's resolution you may very well have one but you already know that probably it's probably going to happen because you've developed that muscle and the habit thing you know again it's about being really realistic about you where you are if you have spent the last 30 years not being mindful about money or what you eat or not exercise, whatever it is that you want to, to change in your life. If you've spent 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, even five years developing habits that are contrary to where you want to go, the thing for you to do first is not to set a goal that you're never going to get or a resolute New Year's resolution that you're never going to get there. You're not being realistic at all. Actually, what your goal should be is to change your habit first, become a different, So you're developing you as a person, you're evolving your habitual energy and your your habit and who you are. So again, it always starts with who do you have to become? So in order for me to lose my weight or to earn that extra money, who do I have to come? Well, I have to I have to change some habits first. Um, Is it realistic for me to do that in three days no but I could do five minutes a day and the next week I could do 10 minutes a day and the week after I could do there's a really interesting I think it was Jordan Peterson I really loved this he does a lot of work with um, university people so you know we've we we all recognize this and we can apply it to any any goal setting you're at university you've got a, a you know paper that you have to hand in by the 20th of the month you do nothing and then on the 18th you cram it all into a 40 hour period (laughs) and you do really badly and you promise yourself you're not going to do it again but of course you do and so what he suggests is make a deal with yourself first to just study for five minutes a day but where people go wrong in changing their habits is they go oh this is really great I'm doing five minutes a day and then they break that deal with themselves and they do three hours And then that's too much. I loved the way he described it. What you do in doing that, you've made a deal with yourself that for for five days, I'm going to do five minutes a day. If you break the deal with yourself, you you don't trust yourself. Yep. And it's those things that make the the difference from a psychological point of view because you're making a deal with yourself. So actually, if you've made a deal with yourself, I want to achieve said goal. I need, I understand why I want to do it. I understand that some of that is to bring me some happiness. And I understand that where I am right now is a, a human being with a set of habits that doesn't lend to that, that, that growth. So I'll deal with my habits first, but I'm only going to change it for five minutes a day. And then I'm going to increase it to 10 minutes a day. And I, even though I'm tempted to do a three hour slot because I can, I'm not going to do that because I'm making a deal with myself and I don't want to trust I don't want to break my own trust with myself. And 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 so if you do that for a short period of time, your habits change a lot easier and then you've set yourself up from a platform of success rather than just unrealistically seeking an end destination that doesn't actually bring any happiness and actually doesn't exist. Literally, the end destination is the only one we've all got is death. Death, That's yeah. It. Everything in between is just a point along the way. So, yes, it brought about some interesting discussion that did. So let's just say at the end of the day, success is not the destination. It's what you do, what you achieve and who you become along the way. Wow. Well, we'll see you next week, Tracy. We will see you next week. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. 
for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us, tag at Real Women Podcast on Instagram.